I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Working in radio, I can tell you it's a high compliment when people tell you that you have a great voice. And listening to WBEZ, you might recognize a few of our announcers just by their voice. For instance, there's the fabulous Melba Lara. Right now it's 76 at O'Hare and Midway, 70 at the lake. The soothing Susie Ann. Partly sunny with a high near 67, a chance for showers. And the distinct Dan Mahalopoulos. Park District's Inspector General describes a disturbingly familiar situation. Many people flock to Chicago to work those vocal cords, and Tal Rosenberg recently wrote all about the ups and downs of the industry for Chicago Magazine. In a few minutes, we'll meet a couple of local voice actors and talk about what it takes to do this job. First, we sat down with freelance writer Tal Rosenberg himself, and he tells more about why Chicago is such a draw for voice actors. Well, um, Chicago, as most people know, has an extremely rich theater scene, I would say number two to New York, and... Uh, actors come here from all over the country to uh, perform, but uh, I would say that voice acting here particularly succeeds because Chicago is ground zero for the advertising industry. So mm-hmm. there are so many ads produced here, so many ads made here, and also for a long time, I mean, as you know, Chicago is a big radio town. So um, all there's so many different fields where people have to use their voice creatively, yeah. and uh, I think that's. That's probably the, the two biggest reasons. So you write your um, your motives for writing the piece were selfish. <laughs> yes, they very much <laughs> you were. You also mentioned, yes, you said, I was trying to get into voice acting myself. So, I mean, what pushed you toward it? Well, I've been doing impressions forever. Uh, I always do funny voices. I oh? Do, yeah, I've been, yeah, for a very long time. And uh, um, I have a one-year-old now, and I do funny voices for him all the time. And you got to uh, give us a sample of that. Uh, of what? The, I mean, the, the kid version, the one that you do for your uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, I don't know. What do you do, like SpongeBob? Or, or, or I'll do, you know, I'll do uh, Matthew McConaughey or something like that for my son or something like that. You know, but um, yeah, I'll your do, one-year-old you know. knows who Matthew McConaughey is. Well, he does now. You know, and uh, I'll. Uh, you know, I used to love Phil Hartman, so um, I would always do like uh, Lionel Hutz, Attorney at Law, you know, or something like that. So I love it. Yeah, I just would always flip into voices, and I always thought um, voice acting would just be a really fun thing to do. And um, it's one of those fields where you're like, how do you even get into something like this? Well, you went to a voiceover class at Acting Stage Studio. Do you remember the first class? How yes, was that? I do very much. Dave Leffel, uh, who's an unbelievable voice actor, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, he was my instructor, and he he was just uh, tremendous. Um, and uh, yeah, he he really like gave us the rundown on the business right away, and he told us to take it very seriously. You know, not to uh, joke around with it. It's not like a everybody thinks they can just get into it and succeed right away, but it yeah. takes a ton of hard work. And uh, yeah, and I learned that the second class when he totally tore down my first reading and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> was like, yeah, we're doing this all wrong, and I had to keep like starting over again and starting over again. And um, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I've been through two classes. I've done a demo at this point, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Well, I hear also uh, your time was cut short because of the pandemic, right? Yes. And, and well, instead of doing those the the dreaded Zoom classes, <laughs> right? You yeah. were like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, it was more uh, <laughs> it was more about like I really wanted to learn how a recording studio works, what my you know voice sounds like in a microphone. But as I mentioned in the story, it turns out that the pandemic actually was 
something I should I should have kept doing voiceover because um, now everybody does it from home. Uh, the pandemic changed that. It was already happening before the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it's really accelerated now. Um, voice uh, spots in recording studios are done much, much, much less frequently nowadays. Yeah. Do many voice actors start that way uh, with a class? Um, I don't really know. That's just how I was told to yeah. do it. Uh, I, I asked some actors, uh, Morgan being one of them, uh, Morgan Lavenstein, uh, that you know, how do I get started? And they pretty much all said you should take classes at the acting stu- at uh, acting mm-hmm. studio Chicago. Well, let's uh, transition now. You talked to a couple voice actors from around Chicago who shared their nuggets of wisdom about mm-hmm. the field, <laughs> including two who are joining us here today. So, of course, Morgan Lavenstein <laughs> is here and Harlan Hogan, two local voice actors. Welcome. Thank you. Good to see you both. Uh, so, Harlan, uh, we'll we'll start with you. We'll play a little bit of your work <laughs> that our listeners may recognize. Okay. Lately, it's become real trendy to say your truck is built in America. The princess had one wish, but her mom, the queen, said a trip like that would cost a king's ransom. This is anxiety. You might recognize me as the gnawing feeling that lurks in the pit of your stomach. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, all right. But heck, back then, it was fun to eat dirt. This is your conscience. If you really cared, you'd get up, grind some fresh beans, and make that beautiful woman sleeping peacefully next to you a double latte. I'm talking here. Oh, my God. That is so cool, Harlan. I'm like, you're that guy? That was you? So cool. That was you. And there's so much variety in there, too. How long have you been voice acting? Well, I just checked the other day. I joined Screen Actors Guild in 1976. So that's 44 years. 1976. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And how did you get started? Well, dumb luck. And, uh, you know, I have a BFA in theater. I'm a theater rat. And uh, I was in college. I worked at a radio station, not the college radio station because they don't pay anything, but a real radio station. And I just, the more I was around microphones and you know this from my, my studio at home, I, I, you know, I'm a gear geek. Yeah. And uh, I loved it so much. But then I thought, I've got to get a real job. No offense to being a disc jockey, but it is boring, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're not a disc jockey, but when you start playing records all the time and queuing them up and, you know, with 46 degrees outside, let's take a look at, you know, <laughs> kill me now, <laughs> you know? And that was the rock and roll time. So everybody talked like that a mile a minute. And I was seeing, it was on the, hit the front end of the baby boom, that a lot of people I knew and everybody went to college and they all had jobs, <laughs> real jobs, because radio in smaller towns is, is all about trading things. Yeah. You've ever worked small towns? Yeah. You get, uh, you get your gasoline trade or you get this trade, but they don't pay any money. I need to go do sock hops. I'm not kidding. <laughs> For like 15 bucks. All right. Well, uh, Morgan, let's hear a few clips of your work. We all want to live to be 100, to watch our kids grow up and watch their kids grow up. For there to be a cure for the common cold, or at least dodge the one that's going around. No one says to wake up and touch or see or taste or hear the roses. New Impressa bladder supports from Poise help stop leaks before they start by giving your body the support it needs in just the right place. There's Wicked Within. So, Morgan, some, I mean, some of those were part of national advertising campaigns. So, I mean, way to go. <laughs> Thank you. How did you land those? 
Um, by accident. Um, <laughs> what do you mean by accident? So I, I want to stumble into a national <laughs> advertising campaign. It is the weird, Sasha. It is the weirdest story. I so I'm also a theater rat. I've I've done theater since I was eight years old. <clears throat> I went to theater school for uh, college, and then I went to New York City and. Like every acting school student, I was a bartender, and I was a bartender in Union Square, and I had these group of editors who were my regulars, and they were like, you have a great voice, you know, like the classic thing. Mm -hmm. And um, a year later, they put me, they were like, you should do a scratch. And I was like, what's a scratch? And I, I recorded a Glade spot on my cell phone in the bathroom mm -hmm. in Baltimore, <laughs> where I'm from, and it, it went up the ranks, and they were like, let's just use her and it turned into a national spot for for glade that ran for a couple years and <clears throat> it was like five or six spots amazing and then i got an agent and then and then i got an agent yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after i blew up on my own <laughs> yeah i decided to get some help because at that point i was like well what do i do now like what happens next because the press was just after you i mean they were just after me i didn't know what to do <laughs> um, i love it but yeah and and the agents helped me get more stuff and i stayed friends with that editing house and i still do like scratches for them and you know in hopes i mean it's basically an audition right yeah. i mean so. and, and tell how, how long all of you can weigh in here how long do you typically have to work in this industry before you make it big with a national campaign what have you seen it depends for everybody everybody yeah. has a different story some people land a national campaign right away and don't get another national campaign for years and years some people it takes them a very long time to land a national campaign. Mm -hmm. And also, nowadays, national campaigns are much harder mm -hmm. to come by than they used to be. So yeah. uh, a national campaign when, you know, and Morgan's national campaign wasn't that long ago. And right. uh, Harlan's been doing national campaigns for decades. And uh, it was a lot easier, I would say, five years ago. It was easier than that 15 years ago. It was mm -hmm. easier than that 25 yeah. years ago. Harlan, what's your day-to-day -day like? In this position, my day to day, oh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you can tell us. Oh, oh, that stuff. Well, PG. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't say that I have like a a, a, a process. You know, well, how do you scripts come in? You look at them. I said to you, "What's it about?" I learned that from Dr. Ficka at Illinois Wesleyan University. He was a wonderful, wonderful teacher and scary, but he'd always say. What's the play about? Yeah. And I carried that with me. I did some, some speech coaching for executives, and I would do that with their scripts. They never had a table read before, yeah. and they had no idea that someone would say, no, I don't want to hear your script. I want to tell you to tell me in a paragraph what's it about and what do you want to accomplish. Mm. Oh, so <laughs> – that's kind of that. And, then, you know, <laughs> and I pay all the bills and worry about the taxes. And uh, I have a little store, too. So that keeps me busy. Yeah. So. Well, you know, Morgan, the, the pandemic stopped so many people from working at an office, right? But your vocal cords, they're with you everywhere you go. You can do that from the closet. <laughs> you can do you know? that. So, so tell me, did the pandemic affect you at all? If anything, it got more better. better yeah i mean more better that's not i mean <laughs> it got it just got busier um and i you know i had been going into the office to to record auditions and and all of a sudden i mean i i really upped my game with my home studio and i was just recording everything from home yeah. i mean i could record sessions from home i could get i mean because you you know you source connect is a thing that you buy and 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 it allows you to have clear connections with uh client like clients digitally and, and so they can hear you perfectly and they mm -hmm. can use that it's like it's 
I mean, I'm sure you might be using it right now. Who knows? No, I'm not. I, I, I certainly wrote that down after you said it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Source Connect, you say? Yeah. yeah. That's yes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if anything, it just got it just got more accessible. Yeah. How do you guys take care of your 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 voice? Your larynx. I don't drink. You're, you're both looking at me like I'm, I'm nuts. No, you, you don't do anything don't drink? special? Wait a minute. Hang on. Yeah. There's don't, no sp- go, special don't, don't go shout at people. Yeah. No shouting. No, no shouting. shouting. Remaining yeah. calm at all yeah. times. Yeah, lots of water. I, I drink about a gallon of water a day. Apple cider vinegar. Yeah. With water. Vinegar. Yeah. Uh, what did you learn in the beginning, Tal, about the kind of equipment that you need in order to get started in voice acting? Right. I learned it's it's not as much of an investment as I feared. I was really, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to spend like $5,000 making this happen. But Mics um, come, you know, they run the gamut, right? You can get sure. something for 30 bucks or 3000 Right, but an, yeah. uh, an advertising agency can hear the difference between a $30 mic and a $3,000 mic, no question. The question is, can they hear the difference between a $300 mic and a $3,000 mic? Maybe not. Um, they're making really, really good microphones these days. Mm-hmm. Being able to do things from home, sometimes the investment can be as little as five hundred to a thousand dollars. Really, if you have, if you do really? it right, yeah. I mean, you get paneling at Home Depot. Uh, <laughs> Sasha's writing all this down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm literally writing it down. Yeah, I mean, you already have uh, an Apple computer or a PC. That's like a whole recording studio right there in your home. Yeah, that's um, half of the battle. Yeah, it's like half of the battle right there. So for a lot of people, they're already pretty well set up. But and as I Morgan would, said, you just need a closet. Yes, but I would, right. I would discourage them from pursuing voice acting. There's already too many voice actors as is. <laughs> you know? Don't you. do it. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> the, the pool is cluttered. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what kind of equipment do you use, Harlan? Well, I have uh, for in my house, and I've had it for a long time, a whisper room. And rather than... Uh, go into a room and cover it in Oralex foam, which is difficult to get down later. And people come look at your home and go, what's with the padded room? And um, (laughs) so I bought this a number of years ago in a prior house, and it is portable in the sense that you can move it. But you couldn't take it with you somewhere. It's right. Very heavy. You were in it. Yeah. It looks like a phone booth. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, they're really well made. And I looked it up. By the time I was done with that, it was about $8,000. So it's not a minor investment. But compared to taking a whole room and a house, and sure. why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm there by myself. Once in a while, I've done dialogue in there. You just have to be friends with the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real close. <laughs> so we know that this dual WGA and SAG-AFTRA strike is, is happening right now. It's it's brought TV writers, actors, and productions pretty much to a standstill. Um, Among other things, they're asking for protection of their likeness from AI. How concerned are you, Morgan, about AI manipulating your voice? Um, It's creepy. It's really creepy. (laughs) Um, I think the commercial uh, contract goes up in a couple of years. Yep. So we're... We're still liability to do commercials now. We're still safe for now in that regard. Not... not when it comes to tel- I mean, television and film are, are just, I mean, it's such a, it's such a bummer what's happening right now. Um, but yeah, it's really scary. I mean, like when that contract, when that contract goes up, I mean, what's, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Will there be another giant strike for commercial actors? We had yeah. one in 2000 that took six weeks. And about that time I had kids in college. And for I'm sure. Like, oh man, this is reality. Here. Yeah. Holy yeah. smoke. How did you navigate that, yeah. Harlan? It's crazy. It's tough. Just pay attention. And, uh, find other things to do. I do have a hobby. 
<laughs> well, several hobbies, sailing and stuff, but one of the hobbies is magic. Let's so, go. So I, kind of, magic, I dug out my magic do. act. Yeah. I dug out the magic act. Yeah. So there, cool. You can get booked doing shows or, yeah, you know. Yeah. Particularly trade shows. You go do some card tricks. They pay you pretty well. It's, yeah. It has nothing to do with SAG. When, when I uh, followed Harlan for uh, the story, he was doing a spot for the Magic Castle in L.A., which is, I mean, the most famous house of magic in the world. So he, he, he's pretty connected in the magic world. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Talk more, Tal, about uh, what advertisers are looking for when they're casting. Oh, man. Actor. Nowadays, based on uh, who I talk to, it's uh, – it's almost like sound like you're not acting. Sound like you're just talking. So the uh, the sure, way that's easy, right? Exactly. So the way I'm talking right now is almost like a better audition than if I were trying to read for a commercial, you know, like this <laughs> or something like that. But uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, do they um, do the age thing too? Like you know, when uh, film and TV actors when they'll they'll audition for things, they look for an age range. Like you know, you got to fill this role between 25 and 45 years old. Do they? Ask for the same. For yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which is, yeah. Which you need is, to sound 14. Yeah, absolutely. Which <laughs> and a little is, like Scarlett yeah. Johansson, but also not at <laughs> Does all. Does it get that specific? Oh, yeah. Right. It is right. paragraphs, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And uh, when um, I'm very thankful to the voice actors who would give me their age because uh, giving your age can really affect the kind of work you get in voice acting, which is unfortunate. You know, uh, un- unfortunately, voice acting can be ageist. Yeah. Oh, wow. All acting can be. It's everywhere. Yeah, all it's everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Can't escape it. So uh, before I let you all go, give oh. us tips for aspiring voice actors in Chicago out there that are listening. When it comes to finding representation or booking these very lucrative spots, you first, Harlan. Well, I'm very much in favor of treating it as a business. This mm-hmm. is not fun and games. It's fun to do a play because you get to go play. But this is serious business. And there's a lot of work around even before you manage to get an agent. Don't, don't think that that's a magic wand, yeah. right. I would. Yeah. But, but, yeah, you're going to have to build something. And one of the best ways to get an agent is to bring the agent work. For and sure. I've, uh. I've done that a number of times. That's how I got a New York agent because I had a producer here who hired me all the time. He went to New York. Yeah. Could you do this was Purina? And so I looked around at the agents, found Access, that's who I'm with, and I love those people. Called them up, hey, could you possibly represent me? I've got a booking for Purina oh, Dog Chow. perfect. They're not going to say no. They're not turning you away. So that's it. <laughs> Treat it seriously. What would you say, Tal? Uh, be okay with rejection. Yes. Yeah, the you, no's you, are going to come. Yeah, they, they do come. They come all the time. Uh, my story ends with me getting rejected, and uh, I, you just have to be okay with it. That's acting. Yeah. And Morgan? Yeah, say yes to everything. I mean, do scratches, do pra- like practice b- spots that you find on the internet. Like if, if an editor comes to you and says, do this scratch in your bathroom, do it and then bring it to an agent. <laughs> I love you that. Know? We'll leave it there. Morgan Lavenstein and Harlan Hogan are two local voice actors and Tal Rosenberg is a freelance writer for Chicago Magazine. So much fun. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz, and it was edited by Maha Ahmed and Micah Yason. Have you signed up for the Reset newsletter? Well, if not, you're missing out. It's the perfect way to start the day right. You'll get the news you need to know and a preview of what's coming up on the show. Just go to wbez.org slash Reset News to sign up. That's all for this afternoon. We'll talk tomorrow. 